Hello, world, and welcome to another episode of Into the Blue Zone, a plant-based production and the podcast of San Diego. Today, we have lovely ladies of the Plant-Based Meal Now production, Miss Angela Stranger. Stanger. 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 Stanger, already <laughs> off to a good start. And Miss Sonia Gomez. Yes. <laughs> ladies, thank you so much for joining the show. It's an honor to have an Instagram acquaintance yes. in the studio yeah. that we just met about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> and here to pump up the plant-based lifestyle, your business, which is called Plant-Based Meals. Yes. And share a little bit about your journey in the vegan world mm -hmm. and also, you know, what you're doing to mm -hmm. supply San Diego with plant-based prep meals. Yeah. So let's get into our vegan discussion. Angela, mm -hmm. you've been vegan for 23 years. Yes. Yes. I've turned vegetarian when I was 11, actually. Um, my sister turned vegetarian first. She's two years older than me. And as soon as she told me that meat came from an animal, I immediately stopped eating it. And my mom would try to sneak meat into my food, into my meals, because she thought I was going to be unhealthy. She, you know, she thought I was going to be protein deficient and my growth would be stunted. You know, I was a growing um, girl. And so um, she immediately started to do research, you know, and to learn how to feed me. And uh, she realized that actually there was t plenty of research, and this was in the 90s, that a vegetarian and, um, well, yeah, at that time, a vegetarian diet was much healthier. And so she, through her research, because she loves to study, she became vegan first. You know, she cut out dairy and everything. At, at that time, at my age, I didn't understand the connection between dairy and meat industry. And so um, I was vegetarian from 11 to 15. And then when at 15, when, you know, my brain could kind of comprehend it, I turned vegan immediately. And so uh, that was how I became vegan. And um, I've never felt like I was giving anything up. It, it was just fueled by this passion for animal rights and um, just my values. And so it was very easy for me. Um, but at the time, of course, soy milk tastes like chalk. There wasn't a lot of options out there. So just out of necessity, our whole family did cook a lot, you know, and so that's how we learned to make amazing vegan food. <laughs> well, thank you for being vegan. <laughs> I've been pleasure. vegan for five years and it's been a game changer for me. Yeah. So it's always fun when we can share with our viewers, if you could mm -hmm. give a little wave and the listeners that you don't miss anything when yeah. you're vegan. So um, that's amazing. And Miss Sonia, yeah. what about your story and your yeah. vegan path? So I'm actually an omnivore. Oh. And the, so the majority of our customers are omnivores themselves. So the great thing about our food, so we are a 100% vegan company. We are 100% whole food plant-based. We don't use, our uh, in our base food, we don't use mock meats. We You can add it for an additional cost, but we don't use mock meats. I know when we bring leftovers home, the amount of animal consumption my household eats is drastically decreased. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you brought me over a beautiful gift. Yes. And... Let's just kind of backtrack for a sec and go over what it is you guys are actually doing. So share a little bit about what your name is mm. in the business world, how long you've been doing it, 
and where people can find you. Yes. So we are plant-based meals and we've been doing this for over two years, a little bit over two years. We actually started February 2020. Congratulations. Thank, Thank you. you. And COVID, what a blessing in disguise for your business. Mm-hmm. I was looking on the website and I couldn't get your name right. Apologies for that. No, no. <laughs> the, no worries. The website, though, I saw a couple things. You started and with COVID uh, in your SD Voyager write up, which mm-hmm. is super cool. Yeah. Like, what a great idea. Oh my God, I, I don't want to go to the grocery store. COVID hits and you guys are like, wow, this actually helps us. Yeah. Talk a little bit about COVID impacting you guys positively as a business. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, when we sat down, we did kind of start with the values of the business because that's something that's very important to us. So even when COVID hit, our first thought was, what can we do to support the community? So we started a senior meal program and we did um, grassroots efforts. We didn't work with any other organization. We were just literally finding people that needed food that weren't able to leave their house. Um, they were homebound and it really did affect seniors and people that were more at risk for COVID to have, you know, lethal effects. I mean, people were dying. We kind of tend to forget that. Mm -hmm. Um, But when COVID hit, yeah, there were thousands of people that were being hospitalized and and needed food. So we really hit the ground running with that. And what helped support that was our individuals that were ordering meals. So we were funding all of that ourselves. And and we did raise a little bit of money um, as Mm -hmm. well, but everything was double, tripled through us. So the business side really helped fund our community efforts side. Um, Yeah, and going off of what Angela just said, it was a very, very scary time, as you remember. When it first happened, it was like, everybody's going to die. Like People were dying, but it was very scary. People were on lockdown. Elderly could not leave their homes. People with, with immunocompromised immune systems, like they couldn't leave. So the great thing about our food, it's probably the healthiest meal prep company you can find. We are whole food plant-based. And what better way to build your immune system but eating healthy whole foods. So when that came to happen, people couldn't leave to find find good food. Could go, they couldn't go to the grocery store. So we were happily delivering to people and we were happily cooking for these people. Yeah. And that's... I think during that time, people were looking for healthy food, right? And totally. And learning about veganism and learning about mm-hmm. the food chain. Where does food come from? Like we were looking at the China markets, like what pe- were people eating over there? And how is it the food being kept, you know? So we definitely um, – we were already there for people when they started to research us to – be able to deliver. And that's the other thing is we deliver right to our customers' doors so they really didn't have to go mm-hmm. anywhere. Yeah. And we did that with the seniors as well. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. The yeah. healthiest delivery food mm-hmm. option you could get. Mm-hmm. You guys have a huge market. Mm-hmm. And are you guys looking to expand even further than San Diego? Of course. Yeah. Ultimately, ultimately that's the goal. We would love to spread nationwide, worldwide. I mean, anybody who's willing to eat healthy anybody who's willing to put these nutritious meals in their bodies where we want to be right there um it's a matter of you know getting there we are growing we are there is a demand for us a lot of people don't know 
how much they need our food, how much they want our food, or how delicious our food can be. So there's definitely a lot of work to be done. But What do you think are some common min- misconceptions about plant-based vegan? And, and do you think like there's a, a more positive connotation to, hey, it's the plant-based meals as opposed to vegan meals? Yeah, I, uh, one of the common things we hear is people don't think the food's going to taste good. Right. Where am I going to get my protein? I'm going to get sick. Um, Let's go one at a time there because yeah, there's so much there's to talk so about. There's so many. Right? And you guys, you know, we're at a gym yesterday. So let's just backtrack yeah. one day, March 1st, right? Yesterday was March 1st, yeah. 2022 for record keeping. So when, when like 10 years from <laughs> now, we're like- Women's History Month. Women's yeah. History Month. Big time, big time. Um, so- the start of Women's History Month. You guys are at a gym, a bunch of dudes, probably some chicks. <laughs> yeah. Working out, right? What's the gym yeah. called? The Hillcrest Athletic Club CrossFit. It's Hill- actually owned by a woman as well. Oh, yeah. perfect. So Hillcrest yeah. Athletic Club. Yeah. Yes. All right. In Hillcrest, San Diego. Yeah. Crystal, shout out. Uh, <laughs> so you guys go there. You reach out to Crystal and- we were a bunch actually of the invited cl- in, which, yeah, yeah. She, Crystal is really amazing because she's really opening up um, the CrossFit community to a plant-based lifestyle. So they're doing a challenge right now, which is Meatless Mondays. And awesome. we invite um, any company listening to the podcast right now to incorporate that because it's a great motivator. The companies now with social media can take on the responsibility of passing along honest information to their employees. Um, and companies also want their employees to have energy throughout the day to be more productive mm-hmm. um to stay in good health so that they're not calling out sick so that they're not taking you know the the production away from what they're paying their employees for so yeah. um that's something that we're passionate about getting into as well if you are a company and you want to feed your employees one day a week meat free get a meal package from us we make that very very easy yeah and actually, one of our customers goes to that gym, so she helped. She collaborated with Crystal to help set this whole thing to facilitate up. Facilitate, yeah. So it was one of our customers who actually tried our food, love our food, incorporated our food into her diet, and brought us to her gym. So love it. And yeah. What was one of the popular questions you would field from the uh, clients of the gym? Protein. Yeah, they were making their macros. The macros. Yeah. They didn't ask to look at the nutritional information, which we do have on their website. Mm-hmm. But one of the questions was protein. Yeah, they seem to be happy with it. Our protein starts at around twenty grams per meal. It goes up to around thirty-five. So between twenty and thirty-five grams, um, you're gonna get it. No one in America is protein deficient, so we really don't have to worry about that. It's just a common question because of you know. Um, the Propaganda. misunderstanding of how sure. protein plays a role in our bodies. So, yeah, I love that you're so spot on, and I love your experience. And uh, you've been doing it for so many years. You're probably very educated. And the protein deficiency is such a—it's a, a know, very common misconception. Mm-hmm. Yes, and mm-hmm. everything has protein. Mm-hmm. And unless you're trying to be like the world's strongest man and a bodybuilder, <laughs> yeah, you really don't need that much more protein. If you want to put on muscle, you need to work out more. Yes. Probably need to put more work in than just eating protein. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Or you could be like Popeye and just drink drink spinach and then your arms just blow up. (laughs) What do you know? Spinach is plant-based. Yeah, right? Crazy. Yeah. I would say, um, sorry to take over. I'm very passionate about this and um, just the health around the plant-based diets. Um, If what American diets tend to be lacking is fiber, fiber and vitamins and um, and nutrients, you know, antioxidants. So there's 
tons of antioxidants and fruits. And as a volleyball player yourself, you know, you're, you're active. You said you are a runner. So um, you want that energy to sustain you throughout the day. So you need, um, you know, antioxidants. You need carbohydrates, which people think like it's the enemy. But let's car- let's go dive further there. <laughs> so yeah. protein deficiency is is not really a thing. We got the guys blowing your car and our driveway. Hopefully they leave because I did a bunch of yard work the other day. Um, I'm gonna tell this guy to shoo out of here. Oh, look, he's right there through the window. Yeah. Hi. Hello. Hey. Hey, brother. Hey, we're good. I'm doing a podcast. Love you. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. <like>, Oops. <laughs> that bothered me. The moment he walked up. Right. No, he's... Oh. <laughs> and we don't really edit too much here. Well, I don't really edit too much. So, yeah. You know, people. <laughs> it's all part of it. Uh, so the live experience. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, protein deficiency, not really a thing, Yeah, you know? And I think for people like guys, like, you know, who are working out all the time, like you're not going to melt away. Mm-hmm. You're going to be okay if you're vegan and eating plants mm-hmm. and, uh, and then carbs. Let's dive into carbs. Yeah. I mean, your body uses carbs to have energy. Colin so. Campbell suggests 80% of our breakdown should be carbs. Yeah. So there's carbs, proteins, and fats. He's saying 80% should be carbs. And there's diets like keto diet that are like, yeah. eh, no carb free. And like it's carb free. Super high fat, super yeah. greasy. Yeah. And- it's totally opposite of what this man's saying who's studied it for, you know, way longer than us being mm-hmm. alive. Well, our um, body knows what to do with carbohydrates, you know? So we don't store extra protein. The protein that we don't use gets flushed out and we, pee it out so it's not being stored in your body so there's no reason to take in excess protein um so yeah so carbs are good <laughs> plant-based foods have plenty of protein yeah we're just going through a little checklist yeah here. protein's mm-hmm. good as well it's just that pro our body makes its own protein so when you eat protein our body will break it down into its amino acids and use the amino acids that we need to make our own protein so there's you know millions of of different protein molecules in your body and our body is using it based on the amino acids. So the nine essential amino acids that our body doesn't make, we get from plants. So the only way to get those amino acids is through eating plants or through eating animals that ate those plants. And then there's the energy degradation where, you know, you want to go directly to the source to get those. So, yeah. And definitely encourage everyone to look more into it themselves and not just trust us and and not just trust anyone. Totally. Definitely do the research yourself and um and taste it and see how you feel. You know, we I don't want to be someone that's trying to convince anyone to do anything. That's my yeah. job. <laughs> <I'll do. laughs> yeah, and there's so much more research being done in the last decade, five years, yeah. you know, than there was. 20, 30 years ago, you know, vegan wasn't even a thing like 30, 40 years ago. And yeah. now it's like on the forefront of a lot of people's minds yeah. uh, when they're eating every day. And there's documentaries and there's, you know, books. Have you watched any documentaries on mm-hmm. Netflix about it? Yeah. What's your favorite? Um, I really do enjoy the Forks Over Knives documentary. Have you seen any other ones? I've seen Game Changers. Mm-hmm. There's so many out there. Yeah. There's so yeah, many out there now. Accessible. It's, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, the Game Changers was really powerful because I think it spoke to 
where our society is at with kind of idolizing athletes and actresses. And they kind of brought those people in. They also brought in doctors and sh- and showed the blood samples. Like, this is what your blood looks like after you eat a plant-based burrito. This is what your blood looks like after you're ingesting saturated fats and animal protein. So you're actually seeing the cloudiness mm-hmm. of the fats in your blood that, and you're like, oh, why do I feel tired? Well, my blood's cloudy. <laughs> why do so, I have high cholesterol? <laughs> yeah. yeah. In plant-based foods, there's no cholesterol, which is like a lot of people's problems when they go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Well, cholesterol whole, food, high. whole food plant-based foods, which yeah. is exactly what we are. And we don't use added oils or added sugars in our food. So we zero cholesterol on our meals. So you brought me over some black bean. Yeah balls that look like falafel balls mm-hmm. um how'd you make them if you didn't use added oil or all plants yeah. <laughs> it's a, a very simple recipe actually um black beans gluten-free rice breadcrumbs um some onion some flaxseed the flaxseed definitely helps bind mm-hmm. um and some sriracha some garlic mm. And salt and pepper, and we got yourself a black bean ball. It's nice. very, very yeah, simple. It's delicious, too. You have to let us know how you like it. Okay. It's very Maybe good. We'll, do, we'll do. taste it with some of your yeah. sauce. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, are you guys getting how Do you want to try some of this? Yes. All right, let's do it. So, why don't you guys start opening up the jars? I have um, a homemade recipe Caesar salad dressing and dip. Uh, I have some purple and green cabbage that I washed and kind of bit off. No, I didn't bite it off. I just just ripped it off. Those are your teeth marks. And then I actually had another friend of mine who's an acupuncturist, uh, Kevin Kraft, on the show. And Kevin, I I gave him some kale and I didn't wash it. I said, is that okay? Like I didn't wash it because I don't really wash my food. So for me, it was like a big deal to prep it and wash it. I hear like B12 is in you just enjoy that for a little bit. I'll keep going. And everyone's watching, so the goal is to pump it up and team up together. And It's delicious. It's delicious. It's so freaking good. So Simone Caesar. Simone is my mom. She's an amazing chef. She went plant-based with my, my dad um, like a month after I did, five years ago. And she's in the kitchen all the time. Her sister, Ina. Uh, was a professional caterer in San Diego for private clients. She would often go to La Jolla for Jewish holidays, uh, L'Chaim. And then, uh, you know, my mom had this recipe all the time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, let's get off my ass and start doing stuff and Mm -hmm. see where it goes. So I'm just happy I could give it to people now and and have it myself instead of waiting Mm -hmm. to travel back to Savannah, Georgia to have it like once or twice a year because wow. it is so much better What's than other Caesar dressings. If you don't mind me Happy asking. to share. <laughs> happy to share. So good. Um, and I'm, I'm happy to sell to Jeffrey Harris. <laughs> Do you know Plant Power? Yes. Yeah, so I went up to Jeffrey's house. He's the CEO and, and co-founder. I was listening and I did to the a podcast. podcast. Oh. I listened to it, yeah. So I got to get I got to sell Jeffrey this Caesar dressing recipe. And, yes. You know, I feel like Plant Power, Jeffrey, if you're listening, you guys do everything amazing. You can improve your Caesar dressing. <laughs> Not because I have it. Just saying. Everything's amazing. The ranch is amazing. Uh, what is, is in this really is really a... It's, it's amazing. And you guys enjoy that. You earned it. I'm sure so you're good. so used to feeding other people that, you know, mm-hmm. this high 
bougie meal here <laughs> and cabbage is like nice and crunchy it's kind of yeah. like a chip i figured that's amazing Definitely. with some kale so it's soaked cashews and then a little nutritional yeast pickle juice apple cider vinegar mm. bragg's aminos mm. tamari vegan worcestershire sauce okay white pepper salt lemon like a fresh lemon mm-hmm. yeah. garlic and some water Mm-hmm. And you blend it all up. No olive oil. No added oil. Yeah. No added oil. Come on. <laughs> bring it around town. Yes. No added oil. No added sugar. Love that. Kind of got going off the same thing you guys are doing. And it is dynamite, I think. It's so good. <laughs> hey, you can just pull down. I know. Sorry. I'm a customer. The pickle juice is surprising. Yeah. Yes, we use capers in ours. And yeah. capers. Okay. Oh, yeah, capers as well. That's the one thing I forgot. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it, there's a lot going capers into it. Capers and Dijon. Yeah. And we use Dijon. Oh, okay. See? Uh, no, no added <laughs> organic, <laughs> no added sugar. It's, it's a big list of stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't want to be like a robotic yeah. and spit out like 20 ingredients. No, no, no. Just like that. But I'm getting better at it. Yeah, for sure. And the Bragg's li- liquid Bragg's aminos, aminos, we use that a lot in our sauces and yeah, our so food. It's amazing. It's an amazing secret ingredient. Mm-hmm. Secret, not so secret now, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, glad you I can't it. tell you the quantity at which we do. <laughs> I could tell yeah. you if you want to, really you know, delicious. knock your socks off and try to figure out how much of each thing go for it or you could just <laughs> give me 10 bucks then I, i'm happy to you know you guys that's free the all the time yeah that's, that's more the convenient so yeah. yeah just venmo you know well i need to be delivering it to people's doors too so. for sure uh, or, like you said farmers markets yeah pop-ups I, th- I think the i have a couple meetings lined up down the road mm-hmm. so would love to get them in the local stores like cream of the crop in oceanside and mm-hmm. just peachy mm-hmm. right up the street here and yeah, I think farmer's market seems like uh, a route that I might have to take. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just bypass that and go right into the stores and see if yeah. it works. Uh, yeah. I also love the farmer's market. Do you guys ever go here? Lucadia one? Not up here. So I actually live down by Hillcrest and Mission Hill. So it's okay. quite a drive to come up here. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, but when I do, I just love to utilize whatever's out here, yeah. you know. Or like in San Diego, there's farmers markets yeah. in almost Everywhere. every area. Yeah. So the Hillcrest one is really good. Yeah, that's yeah. like kind of on that street, and it's just lined up. And my I buddy really used to like sell pasta one. there. Mm. Yeah, that one's great. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times we find local vendors at farmers markets. Mm-hmm. Like we use San Diego tempeh, which is a local soy free. Yeah, soy free tempeh. Hey Max. Yeah, yeah. See Max at your local farmers market. Yeah. He usually tries to hit them all, and then um, yeah, we've had some mushroom vendors there, mm-hmm. some just f- local produce. So yeah. California is really good for that. It's probably and the best, we yeah. would love to see you there. I mean, farmers yeah. markets. I think it's a great resource to educate. Totally, and that's exactly kind of the path. Yeah, with like- only having one product or two. I actually have a Thai peanut sauce. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna hold, I'm gonna make you guys come back for more next you know, time. Yeah, always leave sure. them wanting a little more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, know, you can't share. So the Thai peanut sauce is really good on cabbage too, and mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to make. It just doesn't produce as much because it's very uh, peanut buttery mm-hmm. uh, with some sriracha and some other stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, we have amazing. peanut our peanut sauce on the menu this week. Yeah, yeah. see. So we let's talk more about the plant based meals. What's like the most popular? <laughs> items that you guys are continuously making that you're like people really love this 
So first and foremost, our, our pasta dishes are actually the most popular. I think a lot of our customers who are transitioning into plant-based or who were previously omnivores, something they miss the most is are these Alfredo sauces, the pesto sauces, right? All these sauces that traditionally have animal product in it, mm-hmm. cheese, dairy, um, but to know that we can make pastas that taste just as good or better with just plants, that's something our customers really, really love, our pasta sauces and our dishes. What's like a good cheese substitute for someone watching and listening? Um, I could rattle off a bunch. What do you guys like to use? So uh, we make everything from scratch. So um, if, we were, if I'm looking to incorporate kind of like a cheesy flavor into the meal, I'm going to use nutritional yeast. Mm-hmm. Um a nutritional yeast with lemon and salt is kind of like a base you can put into any dish mm-hmm. that you're looking to make a little bit more cheesy. Um, but they have a bunch of, you know, processed foods on the market. Um, it's not something that we use in-house, but um, it's definitely a resource for people that are looking to transition at home using plant-based mm-hmm. Parmesans and mozzarellas and um yeah, all of, yeah. Uh, yeah, the feta, the, yeah, it's all out there the now. spreads, the ones that melt. Yeah. Oops. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot more out there than what we're using. Yeah, definitely for us, it's nutritional yeast. Um, cashews definitely help. We, we do use mm-hmm. hemp seeds, um, hemp hearts in our, in our sauces as well. But. Yeah, some people are nut free or they yeah. want a lower fat content. So, yeah. Yeah. It works. It's, it's a, a lot of experimentation with the what to make something taste like cheese. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. so many different ways than yeah. just dairy. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. And it's, um, it's a lot of R&D. <laughs> yes. and you're like, mm, this tastes good. And, <laughs> and then what That's the fun about, part. yeah, right. When you get to, <laughs> yeah. I'm like trying all my, I'm like, man, this is, this could be problematic. You know, you can't eat your own supply. And I've been, yeah, I've been eating my own supply. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. I think if you were probably eating as much vegan cheese as real cheese, you would be a lot bigger, right? (laughs) Because you look pretty healthy. I keep it together. I I, I work out. I work out. Yeah. I mean, it's coaching volleyball for, (laughs) yeah. Uh, You know, I like um, anything active. Here's a funny story. As a kid, I used to sleep with like balls, like footballs and mm-hmm. soccers and basketballs. Black people. Yeah. <laughs> not quite, not quite. Maybe when I got older. <laughs> no, yeah. So I, I was always active and just played about every sport possible. Mm-hmm. And I was just talking to a buddy yesterday and I was like talking about pickleball and he's like, I don't really want to pick up a new hobby. And I think I have like one too many hobbies. Because I find myself trying, like, doing something I like, but so infrequently mm-hmm. that I have so many hobbies. And yeah. it's um, it's an interesting topic, hobbies. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, figuring out where you want to allot your time. Yeah. And right now it's, like, all about the career and the business. That's where a lot of my energy is going. And it sounds like you guys have the same thing going on. Mm-hmm. What are some of the foods that can represent meat? Uh, for an example, like you guys did the black bean mm-hmm. that kind of looks like a meatball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So black beans are great for patties. What else do you guys suggest? Like fish. So definitely. Well, with our food, because it is whole food plant-based, we don't really use the mock meats unless our customers decide they want to add it on for an extra fee. Mushrooms are actually a really good substitute mm-hmm. for Bang. it. Has, it's a very meaty texture oh, yeah. and it absorbs marinades really really well so it 
it's it's definitely a great substitute. Um, we jackfruit. do yeah, jackfruit. We 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 use a lot of jackfruit in our Mexican dishes, especially our tacos, our tamale dishes. Um, it's a really good substitute for pulled pork and absorbs flavors really well. Yeah, mushroom meat. Yeah. Is amazing. Have yeah. you tried lion's mane mushrooms? Mm-hmm. We have. Have yeah. you? What have you done with lion's mane mushroom? Made tacos. Tacos. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was and another. What, like, what's like the sauce on top? Because for me, it's like all about the sauce. Mm-hmm. Like, what's what are you using for the lion's mane? It has been a while. Do we use like an adobado? Adobado sauce. Yeah, it was yeah, kind of yeah. like a pineapple, spicy mm. type sauce with salsa. Yeah, that salsa. sounds good. Yeah. I feel like I've done that a little bit with like, I need to create like a butter sauce for almost like a a seafood style, mm. uh, like a, for a pasta yeah, with yeah. lion's mane with like olive oil and garlic and mm. create some nutritional yeast, some buttery sauce, maybe some of this and yeah. put it in with like uh, pasta. Yeah. yeah. That's really good. I mean, in terms of like when we have our more quote-unquote seafood type dishes we do use kelp mm. kelp does give like that more sea flavor to it without actually having a fish or a oyster or whatever it is else with that fishy taste um kelp is really helpful kelp and lemon and mm. bragg's liquid aminos that's really yeah good so like what about other crustaceans like shrimp have you guys been able to mock shrimp or well, like fish Oh, the poke bowl. That was, it's, it's not favorite. shrimp. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's not shrimp, but for those who like poke, we did make poke a poke bowl recently with cut-up beets. It was it was delicious. Yeah, we marinated the poke or the beets in a, a poke mm-hmm. marinade with like ginger and... It's a secret. It's, yeah, it's a secret. <laughs> but it was delicious with soba noodles. It was amazing. And okay, that sounds amazing. With kelp on top, you know, it's just... It was it's great. a funny question because you're asking about the substitutes and I've been vegan for so long. I have no yeah. idea. Like, I don't even know what shrimp tastes like. I don't know what any of these things taste like because I didn't even eat fish when I was young. So when I was eating meat, um, I never ate fish. But then mm-hmm. like the meat I did eat was like Taco Bell and like whatever, you know, my mom would make like flank steak and uh, breaded chicken and stuff like that, but I I just don't remember it. So yeah. like I'm always asking Sonia, I'm just like, what does Caesar salad taste like? Like what does like traditional tartar sauce taste like? And I'm like, okay, let me taste it. Okay, then use a little bit more of this or that. But what did we use for the ceviche? Um, it's been a while oh, since the, we had ceviche. The hearts of palm. Hearts of palm. Very good fishy yes. substitute. Yes. Yes. Hearts of palm. You could chop it or string it. Mm, so I like good. hearts of palm for like a pulled chicken. Mm. If you kind of use a fork and string it okay. and then put like um, a Mexican style enchilada sauce mm-hmm. or something, it looks like yeah. it's a lot of visual for me. Like mm. uh, watermelon, if you chop it up, looks like, you know, tuna. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've seen people substitute watermelon as a fish. I haven't tried it myself. Does it marinate really well? Does it? I don't know about the marinade. Okay. It's just visual the for visual. me. The visual, okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't, it's been a while. I don't really miss the taste of any of it. Mm-hmm. And um you know, the cheese and you get some good sauces. I think my favorite part of living in San Diego and being vegan is the burritos. Mm -hmm. Do you love burritos? Because like for me, it's like 
any burrito uh, spot, uh-huh. well, you just tell them rice, beans, and potatoes, uh-huh. and then you add whatever else. Yeah. yeah. So I'm a really hardcore vegan, so I don't walk into a burrito shop and get burritos because I want to know if there's lard in the tortilla, if there's chicken in the rice, chicken, um, like bouillon chicken yeah. broth in the rice, if there's lard in the beans. I So I pretty much really only go to places that I know are 100% vegan. I don't, I don't even like to use like the... F- double fryer like it would need to have its own oil if something's gonna be fried so so you kind of have no leather products no Good no for you. and i think that's something we should can talk about is, is the difference mm-hmm. between vegan and plant-based because plant-based really refers to um your diet mm-hmm. and you can still wear leather you can still buy products tested on animals you can um I mean, you can do, you know, whatever, but you're just ingesting plant-based foods. And people come to that um, for a lot of different reasons. Um, something that we really look for in San Diego is to support doctors. So doctors, you know, want their patients to be healthy. They're, you know, having a huge influx of people coming to them with um, stroke, cancer, diabetes, um, Alzheimer's, all of these diet-related issues that are caused from high inflammation, plaque, cholesterol, um, you know, just very high inflammatory foods. So with our meal prep, we're able to support doctors having their patients meet their goals. But that might be the only thing they're changing. They're not looking to change anything else. Mm -hmm. They're just looking to change their diet. Mm -hmm. And that's great um, because every choice makes a difference. And through diet, we're also learning that we're changing the climate and we're changing um, deforestation. We're not clearing out land. You don't have to clear out that kind of land to grow plants. We're clearing it out to grow livestock. So um, every meal does make a difference. But someone that's vegan isn't wearing leather. They're not buying products tested on animals. They have um, a general concern for animal welfare and stuff like that. So um, for anyone that is, doesn't know, that is, mm-hmm. you know, a big difference. Okay. Yeah, there's a huge discrepancy. Yeah. Like merging the two is not kosher. Uh, well, you can. It's just like I mean, understanding the scale. Yeah. Like yeah, it's exactly. totally fine. You just like there's vegetarian, vegan, and plant-based. Yeah. And they're all different and they all kind of have different meanings. And like what do you think about Chipotle, the fast food restaurant? Mm-hmm. Uh, they like claim they're plant-based chorizo. Like, is that plant-based or is it vegan? Well, have you seen for the commercials? Be, being Mexican, I'm not the biggest fan of Chipotle. <laughs> I think it's a false representation of Mexican food. Personal opinion. So I've only actually been there once in my life. Wow. Um, I don't, and that was back in college because it was across the street in Fullerton. But, um, <laughs> and there was, but back in my college. Days. Yeah. So what is their plant-based chorizo made out of? Or uh, I don't know, but it's like kind of false advertising. It's like it's probably vegan. Like it's it's not plant-based like it's not i see what you're saying it's oh, not okay. whole food plant-based like your saying. black beans yes. and your yes. jackfruit taco is whole so, food raw plant-based I see and that, the term plant-based has yes. caught traction yes. and is more glamorous mm-hmm. with the public eye mm-hmm. and they're going to use the word plant-based not vegan you know, because there's no vegan. regulation on what to what can be labeled plant-based. So if you go to the store and you see a sauce that says 100% plant-based, you look at the ingredients and there's egg in it or there's cheese in it. Wow. It's like, what Never exactly does plant-based mean? And for us, it's straight from the ground. If it's whole food plant-based, it comes straight from the ground. It is 
all plants. We don't consider egg plant-based. We don't consider cheese plant-based. So it's definitely something that's very confusing to the average consumer, right? It's like, oh, well, I'm eating plant-based. Look, it only has egg in it. Well, no, not necessarily. Let me like right. try to tell you what, what, we, what the studies show what plant-based is, what research show what plant-based is. Mm. Um, and that is a huge, huge problem right now advertising it seems yes. like a common tactic in mm -hmm. our world mm -hmm. uh you know with the all the diets and all the fads with foods and this and that and you know yeah. is butter good for you from back in the day and this and that and now we're gonna have to create like a new term on top of plant-based whole food mm. plant-based which is already created mm -hmm. it's not like we're creating it yeah. and now it's got to be labeled whole food plant-based and it's just more confusion added to the public yeah. And they're like, well, I don't know. I'll just keep doing my own thing. It's overwhelming. It I is. mean, I, have you ever heard of the paradox of choice or seen the TED talk? It's where, so if there's an example of like salad dressings, for example. Let's say you're selling 20 different salad dressings at a farmer's market and you have 20 different samples out for your customers. Um, the chance of them buying something is actually less than if you only had three. Because with so many options, they get overwhelmed, they get confused, they're just going to freeze and leave. But if you have only three, it's going to be like, it's easier, it's less on the brain, less decision on the brain. So with your salad dressings, for example, like, or with plant-based, if there's like whole food plant-based, plant-based, vegan, and there's so many different labels, it's like overwhelming. I just want to be healthy. Yeah. I just want to, I would just want to save the animals. I just want to do something that's better for the environment. Like, there needs to be clearer cut more education i don't i don't know simple simple it simple stupid, simplicity right? yeah, yeah and that's uh it's like you go to the farmer's market and it's like oh, i'll have that because they only have that and you go yeah. to the grocery store and it's overwhelming i don't really go to like traditional vons mm -hmm. or stater bros more like mm -hmm. sprouts and mm -hmm. like a lot in there is processed and it's, yeah. it's crazy i get freaked out yeah i will say i did have a bad experience at sprouts being a vegan um but they have um, often plant-based specials. So they'll put like everything in the store that's plant-based is 20% off or something, which is a great um, incentive. It, it, yeah, it, I think the program's great, but they do mislabel things. And I had to go to management because some of the frozen products that were labeled plant-based had egg. And to me, that's not plant-based, but it's not regulated. Wow. So yeah, I mean, I think that podcasts like yours are very important because it gets people talking about it, it gets mm -hmm. people um aware and i just encourage everyone to read labels get in the practice of reading them and i know i've been in the practice of reading them and i'm still reading them because yeah i don't want to pick up something that just says plant-based on it and trust it's mm -hmm. plant-based i'm still going to read it and say what does plant-based mean to that company um, so yeah, yeah, and our customers yeah. are really trust us because they know that we're one hundred percent honest. We built our mm -hmm. our company on the values of being honest, and yeah. we're gonna read the labels for you. We're mm -hmm. gonna do all of the hard work. All you have to do is sit back, enjoy, and eat the yummy food. So yeah, and our ingredients are posted on the website. It's everything you could. You know what it is. You know what broccoli is. What pasta is. You know what. You can pronounce yeah, onion, everything. Yeah, you can pronounce it. You can, it's it's no, there's no surprises or chemicals. It's simple. Simplicity, you know. Yeah, it's like shopping for a car is overwhelming. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Way uh, too many car choices out there. Like, I'll just take that car. Yeah. <laughs> Give me just a simple one. Yeah. yeah, yeah but Give me one that lasts for 20 years. Good, that's such a good concept. And it's kind of like minimalism. Mm -hmm. uh, 
trying to find that balance between like too many hobbies or too much clothes or too much stuff mm-hmm. and like simplifying it, like knowing what you like and with the food stuff, it's like how you feel mm-hmm. is, is as you get older, I think you're able mm-hmm. to comprehend how you feel yeah. and, and yes. you value your feeling as you get older, your understanding, Ooh, this, when I eat this, this makes me feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you guys are doing is truly amazing. Mm. San Diego thanks you. Mm. And I'm excited to try at some point yeah. more of your product and spread the word because you guys can blow up. You have it yeah. it going on and that is um, the product and your amazing energy and also your work ethic, right? You're not mm. afraid to get your hands dirty mm-hmm. and go to places that you wouldn't normally go, whether it's a CrossFit gym or some random guy's <laughs> studio. <laughs> some random know. guy from Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> hey, <right>. pretty girl. You're very. Just the bravery and kind mm-hmm. of keep going and it's going to spread like wildfire. So mm-hmm. I hope you guys are ready for it to blow yeah. up. You're we ready. definitely are. I, yeah. think some, I think you ever watch Shark Tank? Yeah. Yes. I think some... Um, couple reasons why something doesn't work is like they don't have enough capital for when it does blow up mm-hmm. so i hope you guys are ready getting <laughs> yeah. ready getting those kitchens where are your kitchens where's your food made at um, yeah. in? so we do have a commercial kitchen in claremont so it's pretty centrally located which does allow us for easier deliveries throughout san diego mm-hmm. um and how, how big is it well. pick so, up as could, well. so we could visualize like how big is your commercial kitchen because it's got to be a little pricey to rent that out and I don't know, yeah. like square footage. I don't it's probably over a thousand big, square feet. What would you say is about as big as this place? Yeah, like the whole place. Yeah, 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 yeah like a thousand eleven hundred square feet. Okay, yeah. so somewhere around there. And yeah, we have like the big three walk-in refrigeration sure. and um, freezers, yeah. which we don't even use because we don't use frozen food. Um, yeah. But we have that in the space, with dry storage. Yeah, and yeah, we're working with. Uh, we have a an oven that's maybe like. It's two thirds of the size of this room with this like ro- it's a rotating oven, so it's actually like on an open flame. And then yeah, um, it's actually pretty cool how that worked out because when we first started, we were cooking out of Angela's kitchen for a very short period of time. Um, and then my upstairs Proof of concept COVID <laughs> happened, right? Yeah. And then yeah, we um, I was talking with an upstairs neighbor, and he was just like, he runs, he owns a couple of restaurants in San Diego, and. Um, he was like, oh, yeah, well, I run this commissary. Um, nobody's using it because COVID, lockdown, if you guys just want to use it for a little, for three weeks <laughs> or until this lockdown is over, then uh, sure, just pay me like a hundred bucks or something. I don't know. And we're still there. We're still there two years later, two and a half years later. So it's it worked out for us. There's- and do you have employees who help you or is it just you two? We do have yeah, people who help grown. us. Um, as we mentioned, like off the podcast, so neither Angela nor I have experience professional experience and culinary arts right so our chopping skills aren't that professional mm-hmm. we know how to cook we know how to make the food very delicious but we do we have hired people to who could chop really well and professionally mm-hmm. like your Fast. prep cooks we do have prep cooks we yeah. do have drivers um we were doing the deliveries ourselves for a period of time but san diego is very big and the more customers we've had it's impossible to do the cooking shopping mm-hmm. routes everything you know yeah, yeah. yeah. so we are growing and we are 
bringing on more people to help us. Cool. My my partner in crime, um, John Swafford, who I've had um, featured a little bit, he is the head chef at the Regal Seagull. He claims he has the fastest knife in the West, so he's really good at chopping. Interesting. Yeah, ever, yeah he, he's probably working right across the street, and he's been helping me a ton, so shout out, John. Thank you so much. And, and what's the restaurant? It's the Regal Seagull. It's kind and, of a bar. Okay. I feel like I've heard um, of it. Sports bar you know, okay. traditional American food. Any, it's right anything across vegan? The street. Yeah, they do like a vegetarian sausage and a ve- vegan burger. Okay. And they do like fried green beans and <laughs> <laughs> tater tots. And I'm trying to get him to make this Caesar dressing into a salad. And add yeah. some pumpkin seeds and avocado. Mm, Maybe amazing. I'll go in there and ask them. Do you have any yeah, vegan why Caesar why dressing? You just, <laughs> you just speak for me. I think that might work. Yeah, yeah right. You go in and be like, "Hey, like I heard there's a kale Caesar salad on the menu now." <laughs> and they'll be like, "Do you know Skyler?" And you'll be like, "No, <laughs> Skyler. Who? Who, yeah, who's that?" And he hears the podcast a few hours later. <laughs> like, yeah, wait yeah. a minute. Oh, that guy? No, we just met. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get him to incorporate the the salad dressing. So I think over time it will it will happen. You know what? I and I think going back to Chipotle, places are going where the money is. Mm-hmm. So a company like Chipotle is not going to introduce a plant based option if people aren't coming and they're asking for it. You know, that's not like they're doing it out of the goodness of their hearts. They're doing it because customers are going to go in and mm-hmm. spend the money, you know. So I um, I know with the Culinary Institute of America, I've um, done some of their webinars and there are there were like tons of people from Bon Appetit magazine and these like hot Michelin star restaurants. And they're um, on the forums going like, how do I do this, this and this vegan? How do I do this, this and this plant based? Because they don't know. So like there is a demand for it and they're looking for it but it's them finding us you know and there's so much out there that people have to wade through so i think making those like connections um it would be great because it would give me an option if he has a kale salad i could go in there and actually order mm-hmm. you know it's not going to go in there and get like tater tots or whatever you know so it's good to know knowing that there's money out there for the business owner i think is really important yeah because at the end of the day we all have to make a living Mm -hmm. yeah it's all about the money yeah Yeah. you know uh sadly that's just where it is yeah yeah but i mean honestly at this point whatever it takes to get to that goal right whatever it takes to like (laughs) help help the animals whatever it takes to like Help climate, whatever it takes to help, help with health. Individual health. health. You know, I exactly. think the, the three or four pillars I break it up into four. It's health and fitness and then mm. animals and environment mm-hmm. in whatever order you want to prioritize it. Mm. With COVID, like it's a huge wake up call mm-hmm. to get off your ass mm-hmm. and start going and eating more produce mm-hmm. and stop being lazy and eating whatever you want because that's yeah. when something comes knocking on the door like covid it might yeah. be better to be prepared for sure you know just do the best you can yeah it's not like um if you're doing the best you can you know shit happens yeah like yeah. there's bad breaks in life all the yeah. time things happen all the for time sure. you want to be prepared not for the worst case scenario you just want to feel good every day and i feel like my energy is way up yeah. and there's just so many benefits that yeah. um i would just challenge people to try it for how long do you think someone should try it being plant-based like what's a fair allotted time like like six months i think that's a really good question um if we're talking about completely cutting uh, is i can go in different directions with it but if someone 
wants to give up me and see how they feel, I think two weeks to one month is plenty of time to feel a difference. I think your taste buds change in two weeks, so I wouldn't do it before the two-week mark, but then a month, you will be feeling the effects. I don't even think it's going to be waiting six months to feel an effect. You're going to know. But Two weeks. That's it. That's a pretty – two weeks to a month is a really short – time commitment is, is what you're saying yeah but I, th- I i mean i in reality i think that's all that it takes because in two weeks your taste buds are going to change in a month that look at how fast our society changed during covid mm-hmm. like and people are still not going back to their old routines because it's like oh they were only working out outside or doing their own routines for a year but now they're still doing it like gym memberships are down because people got used to not going you know, so it's like it takes a very short period of time for us to actually change. But see, Skylar, the, the big thing is I've I've talked to many people when people find out I like I am part owner of a meal pre- a plant based meal prep company. One common thing is like, oh, I tried to go vegan for two weeks, or I tried to go do this, but I just gave up. But they try to cook themselves. So if you're omnivore your entire life, you have no other concept of eating healthy. If you ate really unhealthy your entire life, the concept of eating whole food plant-based is foreign. So you go to the store, you buy a bunch of fruits and vegetables, and then what do I do with this? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm going to make a salad. Okay, well, I'm going to make a pasta and put like lemon on it because I don't know what other dressing or sauce to put, mm-hmm. you know? So it's very bland. The food is very, it's a lot of work. It's overwhelming, right? Mm-hmm. So having stuff like this, having us cook or having other options to just have the, these delicious prepared meals for you takes the workout. So in terms of how long it would take to change, the two weeks is definitely possible if there is delicious food presented to you. If yeah. you're doing it yourself, you're going to get overwhelmed. You need to dive into it. Yeah. Like if you're listening and you want delicious food delivered at your work or your doorstep, plant-based meals. <laughs> where, where do you find you? On, on Instagram? Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Follow so plant-based inst- meals on Instagram. Plant-based meals now. Um, TikTok, plant-based meals now. I'm trying to get back on there. Um, plant-based meals. Do you have a website? Plantbasedmealsnow.com. Plantbasedmeals.com and plantbasedmealsnow.com. Plantbasedmealsnow.com. Yeah. And they could subscribe. And what's your packages look like? I, I saw hmm. something as two hundred sixty dollars for twenty meals. For twenty meals a week. That's yes. a great deal. It's only thirteen dollars a meal, and that's free delivery. That's that's incredible, right? Because I just spent like fifteen dollars on a waffle. Like anything here in North mm-hmm. County is way more than thirteen bucks. No, for yep. sure. And somebody was just telling me they went to McDonald's and spent like fifteen dollars on like two Easy. burgers. I, like or, fast food is not what it not, once was. You know, if you're gonna spend wise. the money, I you know you choose where you spend your money for sure. And do you guys have um, how far does your delivery service go geographically? Yeah, so we do we do deliver up to as far north as Carlsbad, as far wow. south as Chula Vista. We do parts of we do Santee, parts of El Cajon, um, Poway, all central San Diego, all of San Diego. Pretty much, yeah. that's pretty amazing. much all of San Diego. So yeah, we, yeah, we take downtown and we do a twenty five mile radius from there. Mm-hmm. Anyone that's outside of that can come in to meet our drivers within our radius, um, and or they can do kitchen pickup. So we do offer that, yeah. and that's in Claremont. And it's free delivery. Yeah, free. That's incredible. With any meal know? package, yeah. That's like, uh, have you heard of the kind of the pick and choose grocery, like farm the to table? Um, oh. What's, I don't like, not Instacart. It's mm-hmm. when you kind of 
randomly get a bunch of stuff delivered, but it's not prepped. It's not mm. like actual meals. It's just produce. Are you, are you talking about the imperfect produce or? Yeah, there's. I know there's imperfect there's produce, certain and there's programs um, where you're getting produce like a box. And, yeah, and okay. it's just my brother does it, mm-hmm. and it's just like kind of, you know, within your community, mm-hmm. you just get random yeah. produce, and this is like this on steroids. Like you yeah. don't even have to make it. It's just <laughs> for sure. It's way more advantageous to someone who's trying to like you know, try something new who doesn't really have expertise in the kitchen. For sure, yeah. or it's just so convenient because even as when we first started this. Both of us agreed. We're like, okay, like neither one of us would actually pay for meal prep ourselves, but like it's there's a demand for it. So cool, let's do it. However, since we started bringing home leftovers every single week, meals, like I know Angela said this in the kitchen or um, earlier this week, I don't know how I live without it. Mm-hmm. So now it's so I convenient. It's like it. I'm sometimes I come home and I'm so hungry and I don't want to get hangry, right? So I'm mm-hmm. like, boom, plant based meals. I, I don't even mm-hmm. heat them up sometimes. I just eat them cold mm-hmm. and it's like great. And mm-hmm. you never feel guilty about it. Never feel guilty about it. just chomping down on an entire plant-based meal. The best part of being plant-based to me is I get to eat like so much. And I, I feel like Because it goes eating. through you, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you just, digest yeah. it and you get to eat again. I feel like I get to eat like way more. <laughs> and, you know, as you do it, we talk about like, you know, if you're just trying it for two weeks or a month and you're converting or whatever and you're not really sure what to do, you might – not do it the right way like you're saying Mm -hmm. get fruit and not sure you got to like dive into it and learn about it Mm -hmm. and i say we should all have our masters in nutrition Mm -hmm. because we all eat two three four times a day every day there's really nothing else that's as important as food in our world Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what shape size color you are like learn about food Mm -hmm. because it's sad that we're not being taught in elementary school or high school or college or even in our you know medical schools yeah Yeah. which is the worst about like everyone should be an expert in nutrition and they're just hoaxing us they're faking us out going back to the basics nutrition whole food plant-based nutrition it's so basic so simple so important and learn about it like you need to do your research be proactive mm-hmm. and do some research on your own. And then through trial and error, you'll figure out what works for your body and what doesn't. And you got to do it for a long enough time where, you know, you give yourself some time to learn and try different things because you could just listen to us and try something. Most people don't want to do that. They want to experience yeah. it themselves and do their own research. Yeah. And I think it's important that you give yourself some time to watch some documentaries, listen to podcasts, read some books, China Studies, a great book, or How Not to Die by Michael Greger is another great book. Um, there's so many out there now. Yeah. Like we were saying before, the research is endless. And there's so much on Instagram and social media that like two years ago, it was not like what it yeah. is now. No, for it's sure. overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. And that's a great thing about social media is it's a tool to get the actual truth out because, you know, industry in America pretty much owns our political system, you know, and um, the FDA definitely has its hands in our school system. I mean, tomato sauce on pizza is considered a vegetable in our schools. You know, that's where our the children are going to learn and to learn how to eat and develop these very important habits that are going to affect the rest of their life. 
Um, so there's great programs. Um, one of our customers, Barbara Gates, she um, is owns a nonprofit called Leaning Green Kids, and it is going into the school system and changing it from the inside out, you know, and mm-hmm. um, doing education and um, reform and using beans as protein and teaching the kids while they're young, you know, so that they can develop uh, have a full life and yeah. a life full of energy and longevity and being healthy. The last 20 years of your life don't have to be spent in and out of a hospital. You know, you can thrive. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well said. Michael Greger says beans are so good for you that you should eat them three times a day. <laughs> so for people who don't like beans, like you got to change that. But there's so many ways you can season them. I mean, exactly. you know, coming from a Mexican background, beans yeah. is a huge part of our like diet. You're I mean, about beans, to it, jump out of your it chair. Taste, beans <laughs> taste delicious without lard. <laughs> beans taste delicious. Like there's so many different ways you can make it. It's so many seasonings and it's, I What's agree. your favorite? Favorites. I, so I do love these black bean burgers. They're one of my favorite things we have one of our favorite meals we have on for plant-based meals um i love i used to love it my grandma would just make um frijoles de olla which are just like the the whole beans she'll just make them just sit there in their juices and we'll add like my my grandpa's fresh salsa and um and like lime it was just very simple very delicious and i mean it's you know then you don't think it's vegan but just like it's just almost soup it's almost like a bean soup it's just so good simple Mm -hmm. Very simple. We do have some customers that only come when we have soups. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. But that's my favorite. Very simple whole beans salsa. (laughs) We could even um, when we do hummus. Our hummus is beans, so you don't have to even always be eating the bean. You can eat it in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, lentils. I lentils too. Mm. The the single bachelor way to eat beans is like open up a can, put some salt in the can. (laughs) You eat them straight from the can. (laughs) Tired from like workout, two volleyball practices. You definitely need plant based meals. I I probably do. Uh, I think everyone does. Yeah, Uh, it's not just a a me thing. I think uh, it makes sense for everyone. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's truly amazing that you know. You're using no added oil and no added sugar and no vegan processed foods. I think that's a big uh, understanding for people that vegan is processed foods. Mm -hmm. So even if you want to keep eating meat, that's that's fine. Like do your thing. Just limit the processed foods. Limit the Doritos. Limit you know the candy bars and you know try to eat more real food. And you know that stuff is real in the in the world of like it's tangible. Mm -hmm. It's not really good for you. Uh, yeah. So limit the processed food. I For think sure. that's up a great point. Yeah, um, a lot of vegans are not healthy. The if just being vegan doesn't make you healthy any healthier than someone that eats meat. You have to actually learn about nutrient dense foods, um, caloric density. Uh, you want to look at like the colors of your food. Is it rich and vibrant? Like the cabbage that you gave us, the purple cabbage. Well, where, where does the purple come from? It's nutrients. Um, the dark leafy greens and vegetables, carrots, you know, just learning about that stuff. When I turned vegetarian at 11, vegan at 15, I was by no means like a whole food plant-based advocate at that time. It was like print Fritos are vegan. Are they healthy? No, it's, you know, a fried corn and oil. So, yeah, definitely when so I've had several different transitions during 
my adult life getting into whole food plant-based, I felt that shift again of going from having less energy to having incredible amounts of energy, like and not getting tired at all. Like when I eat now, I'm never tired. I don't like eat and have to go take a nap. You know, like mm. sometimes vegan meals, you can do that if you're eating just like a vegan burger from, you know, I'm not going to name anything because I'm not going to bash it. I think all of the choices are important for us, but um, it's just not how I choose to eat anymore, you know, because I want to feel good after I eat. We'll get so. Sonia on board here. <laughs> I, I, I think that's quite amazing that Yeah. Well, you're doing the plant-based meals. Yeah. You still incorporate some meat. Yeah. And then- it's it's more mindful though. Definitely I mean, it's more been mindful. Two years you've been doing this business. Yeah, it's been two years, and I I do have to say since I have been with plant based meals, the amount of cheese I eat. I mean, also for health reasons, just drastically decreases. Like I used to love string cheese. Me too. And like <laughs> you know, it's, it's still there. Like yeah. in our fridge, it's probably bad now. Like I yeah. just don't eat it, and right. it's it's definitely more mindful. I mean, hanging out with Angela, I'm definitely more mindful on what I buy i mean i'll still buy purses but i'm very like wow i'm very aware now mm-hmm. that it's like okay this is leather or like maybe i could buy this secondhand and we're looking at my sister's closet i was looking at purses that i mm-hmm. really love but secondhand okay i'm not i'm not adding mm-hmm. to the problem by buying directly to the source it's like secondhand it's already made like it's there are ways around or buying do- down pillows i was telling angela when we got when i got moved in with my boyfriend and we got a new place i was like okay i really don't want to buy these down pillows like for the ethical reasons. So I am definitely more mindful of what I do, what I eat. Yeah, And it's only been it's, a couple of years. Yeah, it's only been a couple get, of years. Yeah, like yeah. for me, it's like, you know, I am I have these cool Ponto shoes on. Shout mm-hmm. out to Kind Humans and Ponto shoes. Mm-hmm. My first mm-hmm. pair of free stuff from being like an ambassador with Kind Humans. Nice. Never thought that was a real thing. Like you get free shoes. Oh, well. Those are nice. So these are like not leather. Wow. And I have are they leather comfy? shoes. Yeah, they're really comfy. Can I feel them? And, yeah, you know, I want to touch you know, them. Here, I'll take them off and smell them. And, you know, they're smell actually, they're actually really awesome. sharp looking. So Ponto footwear. I do like them. Uh, Ooh. And like, I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to buy, you know, I have leather stuff. I'm not going to add. I'm like done though. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you just. I write that down. Yeah. Ponto. 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 What'd you say? Kind. Kind humans is kind of the movement. It's like, Mm. you haven't heard of kind humans? No. Oh, all right. Teach me. (laughs) Well, Adam Instone is um, a man who helped me get affiliated with kind humans Mm. and they have like the stickers and kindness is always cool and Mm. it's just a great reminder to be kind Mm. and for me it's been a great reminder just that so uh yeah just like you're Mm. talking about fast fashion versus slow fashion and you know just understanding like how much impact food and our animal agriculture or animal slaughterhouse whatever you want to call it what it really is is uh animal farming that is having a huge impact on us like emotionally and then more importantly on our environment so ponto footwear hooked it up with some synthetic leather the vegan food pop-up is this saturday shout out to michelle may and the vegan food pop-up hey michelle and Mm -hmm. we will be there (laughs) yeah so i've been the last couple times so we should coordinate and for sure talk to michelle and Mm -hmm. there's a vegan leather guy and it's really cool stuff. Yeah. And there's purses. So Do they have bells? I've been looking for a good vegan bell. I've seen the cork the cork guy. Yeah. Is it the cork? Yeah, leather? he's from like 
somewhere. They're from Portugal. <laughs> they're from, from somewhere. Por- he's, 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 they I, I want to say like from Portugal. Russia or Ukraine, but with what's going on right now in the world, I don't. I can't just. He's you from, don't use that interchangeably. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. That's like I. I feel like he is from one of those two places, though. And, um, yeah. He has some amazing vegan leather. Have to check I, that out. It's really cool stuff. All like right. bags, purses. Yeah. So I'm sure cool. you'll be able to yeah. splurge a little bit at the vegan food pop up this Saturday off. 101 in mm-hmm. Encinitas, San Diego. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Well, um, I have one question, and I think we can maybe wrap up after that. Yeah. Uh, I've been asking this to all my guests, and it's the key to life. Mm. And we've had a, an amazing set of answers on the last 19 mm-hmm. episodes. So uh, they keep getting better and better. Well... I strongly believe the key to life in terms of living, the key to life is peace, whether it be inner peace, external peace, but I do, I do believe peace or it really starts on an individual level. So once you have that inner peace, that self-awareness, that inner love and acceptance, it does spread. There's no way in the world you can have inner peace and inner love and create war and create hostility towards Mm -hmm. someone else. So I definitely do think inner peace is the key to life mm-hmm. and I, I think it should be the ultimate goal for each individual yeah. amazing yeah i love that yeah Aww. i'm gonna sit in that for a second <laughs> yes this is this is something you can't just rush over like, no, this, this is something that you know is i i feel like my answer was a little surface um oriented it's like, like for me like purses <laughs> uh, no, I, I do like shoes it was more like just each day is a new day so like waking up with the sun and making the bed you know if i could get off to that start like the day is majority gonna be great uh so i go for great days not good days and uh the the whole sticker have you seen the sticker no bad days mm-hmm. or only good days like we you guys should create a sticker we should like only great days mm, I love that. one up so the whole podcast thing that i'm doing here we're trying to touch I, it used to be just one person now we're at 10 people mm. so we're trying to impact 10 people today inner peace sonia amazing answer mm-hmm. i think it's hard to kind of you know gauge inner peace um when you're moving at a million miles an hour, so it's a daily practice. Yes, it's got constant be a reminder. Mm-hmm. And and what what's something you do? Can you share? Yeah, so something. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Michael Singer. He's been he's um definitely big on surrender, allowing, and also and senses um inner peace. So one thing he does recommend is just 15 minutes meditation in the morning, 15 minutes in the evening. Very simple. It doesn't have to be three hour meditation. At the gardens or in the sunshine, you know, it's 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes at night. And I think it's just constant self-awareness, um, being the observer of your thoughts and being the observer of your emotions and recognizing that they're not always real. They're not always – the mind isn't always what it makes it out to be. So just being the observer of your thoughts and there's peace behind that. There's you peace. practice meditation daily. daily daily for those who I do not daily. yeah mostly yeah for those who do not practice meditation daily 15 minutes will feel like three hours it does mm-hmm. <laughs> so work your way up do like five minutes yeah start off five do minutes put minutes. your alarm on and then yeah. work your way up yeah for five minutes do six minutes then do seven minutes 15 yeah. minutes eventually would be like oh cool 
yeah, meditation's huge. So for me, yeah. I like I like running, and my friends like that's kind of your meditation. Like my mm-hmm. working out is my meditation. Um, garden gardening for me. Nature. I, I yeah. love gardening. I love making yeah. my backyard look perfect. Uh, it's really fun to yeah. decorate plants. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to do that after this. Yeah, <laughs> he has a nice hammock out there. Yeah. <laughs> I have a, a a hammock and then like the Costco one that you could kind of tie around two poles. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that fits in your backyard. It's a gift that I've uh, like yet to use. It's kind of like a nice. cocoon. Yeah, I've seen that. Oh, those are nice. I, I haven't used it. Really? Because I don't have, yeah, so do you have two poles that you could throw it up? Um, poles. I don't have a yard. I, I guess I would Trees. have to see how it is on the patio. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you have well, the, the canyon. We'll follow up. Oh, I have the canyon, yeah. yeah. We'll follow up. It's yeah. just in my truck doing nothing. Oh, I don't, I don't okay. camp. I think it's for camping. Okay, okay. And you're like out camping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Key to life. Yeah, key to life. Um, You know, well, I love both of your answers. and I don't think there's a a right or wrong one. um, But something that is very important to me is truth. Um, And it's funny because my partner and I talk about stuff like this a lot. And um, he talks about happiness. And I always feel like for my personality type, like happiness can't be a goal because I know too much truth. And so I really care to live by my values so that I'm just, and and it sounds so cheesy, like living in my truth, right? Like seeing the world for what it is and then contributing to what I believe in with that so that I can be happy. Like I couldn't just have happiness as a goal because I just feel like I know too much. Like I, I research too much. I know about suffering. So for me, I am very involved in um, volunteer work. Like um, one of my friends said to me, if I got paid for all the volunteer work I did, I'd be a millionaire. So, um, yeah, just finding the causes and, and knowing it, but doing something about it. Um, for me, that just makes me feel like my life is worth something and gets me up every day and just keeps me very active, you know, not sitting on the sofa watching TV, but being a part of life and, uh, it's very rewarding. So, yeah. and we've been able to do that with our business. Yeah. Yeah. Does the truth bring happiness to you? I think that um, living in the truth is very satisfying to me. Yeah. I I love being happy and creating moments, but knowing that there's still more work to do gives me motivation in my life. So, yeah. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard that response either of them. So. Mm. Thank you for adding to the plethora of key to lives. <laughs> at some point, if you're listening, you could just listen to the last five minutes of each episode. <laughs> and, you know, it's kind of like when you're leaving either here or, you know, you're going to remember the last little bit the mm-hmm, most. Mm-hmm. So I like to end on something that's a little general, not food related, not plant based, mm-hmm. this plant, just key to life. And mm-hmm. hopefully we could it touch 10 people and yeah. at some point that'll go to a hundred and then a thousand then a million and then a million <laughs> and then we'll 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 be content with them yeah right yeah not- well skylar thank you so much for having us i mean it is bravery just to reach out to somebody on instagram and just be like okay cool like come over because you don't know us either we're strangers in your home yeah. like just thank you for having us yeah thank you for having us and thank you for for creating this this, this movement yeah this and- sauce is amazing yeah you must ask your restaurants and ask grocery stores for it because that's how um stuff gets brought in you know well i'm talking to my tax guy 
tomorrow, creating an LLC. You guys have to Great. do that, yeah. right? Yeah. And then do all the paperwork to make it legitimate. Yeah. And then from there, it's go time. So once that happens, I love it. We'll hopefully do like a plant-based meals. Simone Caesar collab, mm. yeah, yes, for collab. sure. We love being, collaborating. Being love whole it. food, plant based, you would fit right in. A lot of um, sauce companies have reached out to us, but we can't collaborate with them because they have at, they have oil in their sauces. Mm-hmm. So, Bam. Yeah. yeah, awesome. We we'll definitely keep in touch. Yes, of course, of course. It's been fun randomly. Yeah, getting together mm-hmm. and sharing all this love and energy on the mic, and give one last wave. Again, you've been listening to Into the Blue Zone, a plant-based production, and the podcast of San Diego. Everyone, have an amazing day. Thank you. Mm-hmm.